learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. We can all agree that the only way to 10 or 100x your company is to hire the strongest people. So what are the strongest people? Strongest person for your company is the person who aligns well with your values first. They understand the mission and they have a strong desire to impact the business because it benefits them first. Understanding the person across the table does not happen by chance, but by a systematic approach to your interview that is designed to gather concrete evidence. The smartest companies know that cultural alignment is far more critical to a successful hire than merely a person's skills. I'm Rick Gerard and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and executives win the right hire by sharing insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, game changers, and industry leaders like our guest today, me. I'm actually taking this opportunity today because I've had a lot of emails requesting more data on how to run a successful hiring process. And we're talking about today a hiring operating system and why it's so important today in business to have a hiring operating system that plugs into your business that aligns with other operating systems you might be using to manage the business in ensuring that you land the right people. So today we discussed the value and the pitfalls of a hiring system. Hint, there's no pitfalls to it actually. And how to implement a hiring operating system into your company. So let's get started with first, what is a hiring operating system? I'm going to go back to anybody who's familiar with EOS or scaling up or some of the operating systems, the business operating systems that are out there like Strategic Coach and Map. These are operating systems that are developed so that you efficiently and effectively run your business to be a profitable entity. Now, why not have a piece of that that plugs into your hiring? The people piece is so important, yet the way in which we hire is just so archaic. So hiring process is just simple. It's a step-by-step process by which your company successfully hires people. That's it, nothing more. And it should be documented and it has to be written down. So I'm gonna give you the roadmap on how to do that today. But first, let's talk about the challenges and why you want to have a hiring operating system. The great Jim Collins from Good Great said something about the right person, right seat and how critical it is. And we all know that it's critical that you have the right person in the right seat. However, when we hire, we have no idea if that is the right person in the right seat. We hope it is. And we try to load our gut with information that'll give us the good feelings that make us feel like we made the right hire. But often it doesn't turn out that way. In any market, in a strong market or a market that is flooded with candidates, you still have to take care when you're hiring. You cannot speed up the process. The truth is that a lot of us as entrepreneurs, as business leaders are under tremendous time pressure to get those positions filled. But it's more important that you get them filled right than it is to get them filled in time and hope that they work out because it's super costly for the company. We talk about it quite a bit, but often hiring is just a guessing game. It comes down to skills and whether or not you like them or you have commonality with them. There's a lot of assumption of success based on somebody's educational background or company history. But the truth is we all need to hire people who are properly positioned for your unique company. What I mean by that is if you're a startup, you need people who are builders. You need people who are builders and improvers. Often we get very enamored with somebody who comes out of a big company and 
unfortunately, those people are not necessarily positioned correctly for your organization. Keep that in mind. So why is an operating system important to a company? Let's just talk about the bottom line here. Number one, operating systems save time and money. You're going to invest a little bit more time up front in setting things up. But once you have things set up and there's a language around it and a way in which things operate, it becomes far more effective to your company. They provide structure and most importantly, clarity. The other thing that's super important, it allows you to build in accountability and build effective practices throughout the organization that scale. That's why you want to have an operating system. You want to be able to attract talent. And in this market, it is tough to find talent in any markets tough to find those a players so a players however you want to qualify them people who are passionate about the mission people who really want to be there and people who are going to be effective in the organization those people need to be attracted to your company more so than just hiring them because you have a role open idc released some data in an article and i'll link it in the notes here but companies lose about 20 to 30 percent of revenue each year due to ineffective business practices now just think if you're losing 20 to 30% per year just on revenue generating. What about what you're losing from a hiring perspective? This is definitely an ineffective business practice if you don't have a strong hiring practice. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional content and resources to help you land great hires. Today, we're discussing hiring operating systems and why it's important to install one into your company. Now I'd like to get into how we build a hiring operating system for your company. There's two components to an effective hiring operating system. One is the foundation and the second is the execution. And the execution relies heavily on training your people. The foundational piece, let's start with values because when you build your hiring process around corporate values, when you build your interview questions around your corporate values, then you are aligning with the right people, the people who actually will resonate with your organization and will do well in that environment. So it doesn't matter what your environment is. You just want to make sure that those people that you do find align well with it. That's it. If you don't know your corporate values, there's plenty of great content out there. The truth is you just need to own whatever your company is, whatever your culture is, own it. And then be transparent about the good and the bad. The fact is nobody believes your company is perfect. Nobody has a perfect company. Just own it. Be honest about it. Again, there's plenty of places where you can define your values. If you're running an operating system like an EOS or something like that to run your business, you should already have this. The meat of the interview thing is, let's start with building our interview question library. So what does that entail? It's taking each individual value and breaking it down into subcategories or measurables. So taking those measurables and saying, okay, what does somebody who is successful in the company who exemplifies this corporate value, what is the one thing that you can pull out that they exhibit? So you're gonna craft behavioral questions two to three behavioral questions for each value. Super easy. You're gonna determine which one's a knockout and then you're gonna agree on the questions. We've done content on this before pretty extensively. I'm not gonna get into it in grave detail, but you wanna build that library up for each question. And then you're gonna establish an interview structure. So the interview structure is fairly simple. It's the timeline commitment. So from start to finish in the process, how long does it take? And then you're gonna define the format. 
Now for each position, it doesn't matter if you're hiring for somebody to cut the trash in your company or you're hiring for an executive at the company. It should be consistent across the board. People who are referrals should not be treated any different from somebody who's been an applicant. So you're going to define that format and it's going to key in on a few different areas. So first you're going to take it in consideration outreach and the application process. However you're sourcing or getting your people who are interested in the role, that's your first phase. So how long does that take? Then you're going to have the intake process. The most effective format is to have your inflow, then have an intake process, which I like to call a discovery call. And that discovery call is centered in and around me really understanding who you are from a perspective of what pain do you have, what's your desire, and what kind of impact have you made in your current role. Then that goes well, you move them on to the interview process. You really don't need more than three to maybe five people at most. If you're in a large organization, you can do five, or if you got a lot of values, you can lump it in. But three is optimal. Three people, 45 minutes a piece with predefined questions that essentially extract data to support whether or not they should move forward to the next person. Now we can also integrate in any assessments or tests that we wanna do. The challenge that I've found with a lot of companies is they do too soon in the process, they use it as a screening tool. There's no reason to actually screen somebody out via an assessment, you want to use it as a confirmation tool, usually mid to late in the process. Once somebody is vested into your company or once somebody's vested into potentially working for your company, then it puts you in a position where you can effectively give them a test and they'll try. They'll put more effort into it. But if you give it too soon, a lot of times what ends up happening is they just take it to get it out of the way or they don't do it at all. And this happens quite often with people who are not actively looking, maybe people who you recruit. And then finally, make your decision. What is the decision-making process? How does that look? And how do we make it super effective? And all this needs to fall within that timeline commitment from start to finish with each individual regardless. Now, if you're hiring executives, you probably are going to have a couple extra steps because you're going to have boards involved and some other people. That's fine. But for the most part, you can keep most of this intact for really everybody who's VP level down. Next, it's really important to build your job description template. Job description, We've talked about quite at length on the show. Job descriptions need to have two things. And when you open it up, it's got to be all about me. If I'm looking at your job description, I want to know how you're going to help me. Then you need to build out performance metrics. So it's not about your skills that you think that you want for the organization. It's more about what exactly do I need to do to be successful in your role? Three to five performance metrics for the first 90 days to if you really want to get brave and it becomes easier, then map it out six months if you can do that or even a year. But it gives somebody a syllabus for them to be successful with you in your organization. And then finally on the job description, you want to build in call to action questions at the very end of the job description, especially if you're having people apply and you're advertising. You want people to do a little bit of homework when they apply so you get insight as to who they are and whether or not they're going to resonate with the company. That would be part number four four of the foundational piece. Now you're on your home stretch. Now you want to assign the questions to each potential interviewer. So if you have three interviewers, one person's going to take two corporate values, another person's going to take another two corporate values, and you're going to split those up in order of importance. Interviewer number one might handle your first and your fourth most important value. Just depends on how you want to break those up. But you want to do it in such a way where you are 
gaining the most effective evidence from each person. And then finally, you want to assemble your interview team. So let's talk about assembling an interview team. You need three people per team, and you probably want to create three or four teams so that if I'm stepping out and I've got something that's pulling me out of the office and I have an interview scheduled, somebody else can step in and take that interview. That way you don't have to cancel things. You're gathering the same amount of data, so it doesn't really matter who's doing it, but you're putting it in a position where you're bringing people through the process in a timely fashion. Now, the second piece to this is the execution piece. Now, this is the most important piece, and let me tell you why. You can have all the structure in place, but if your people don't know how to execute it, they don't understand essentially how to do a discovery call. They don't understand how to do a behavioral interview. They don't understand why they want to eliminate bias. They don't understand what a knockout question is and the importance of it within the organization. Then all the structure in the world just reverts you back to that traditional interview where you're asking questions that people are prepared to answer and you're getting their canned responses. First off, behavioral interview. You want to understand how you set up a behavior interview, why you run it the way you run it. And you want to assign, again, two to four questions to each person so that they dig deep on each question and they understand that person. The other part of this is training. We're going to really, really focus on our training here. A role-playing exercise needs to happen. As soon as you get a lot of these structure in place, you want to start having fun with it. You want to start doing some role-playing exercises where you assign buddies to each other and everybody is going to get assigned questions. They're going to go through as a group and they're going to ask and do mock interviews with people that are already within the company. The job here is once you get that going, then you want to iterate on the follow-up questions. So each core value question has follow-up questions. They're attached to them. Those follow-up questions are how you get under the hood and you understand how somebody did something. Those are what, when, and how questions. What made you do that? What were the results of that? How did you get to that result? So you want to dig deeper and you want to have this conversation with somebody where you really understand how somebody did something. You want to understand their why without asking why. So you know, iterate these follow-up questions on each one, and then you're going to solidify those questions. These are the questions that we have. Everybody's going to be trained on it. Everybody's going to get competent in doing the role-playing and understanding how to conduct the interview. And then pick off some low-stakes people that come in that you're going to start the interview process with so that people get familiar with it and you get a lot more comfortable with it. Repetition is key here. So if you're spending a half a day doing role-playing, then you're going to set another follow-up day a few weeks later so that people can continue to do some role playing. Finally, wrapping up the interview and the handoff needs to be plugged into that script, that interview process script. You're going to gather feedback and then you're going to teach people how to dismiss those people that are not the right fit for your company. The key thing is you're looking at each step of the interview process as a time saver for the next person or the person that's being interviewed. Because to bring somebody through a full interview process when, quite frankly, you know after the first interview that they're not the right person for the role, save time and give closure and give feedback. Finally, role play, role play, role play. Practice with the scripts, the interview questions, and have fun with doing everything from start to finish, and you'll get great results. You'll get outstanding results from that. I'm gonna wrap up with a couple key takeaways here. Systems breed success, and they eliminate all the things that keep you up at night. So if you're not running business systems, if you don't have structure in place, get it, get it done. Pick up the book traction, pick up some of the content or some of join EO, do something that gets you to a point where you've got the structure in place is gonna 
ensure that you're being successful. Prioritize owning a high-end operating system. You don't have to use mine. You can use somebody else's, but it's really, really important that you spend the day upfront, two days time investment to save you weeks and thousands of dollars on the back end. And when you have a solid system, you're gonna attract the strongest people to your business. People are gonna naturally wanna work with you because you're impressing them with the quality of your questions as opposed to the words that come out of your mouth. And then finally, train your people how to interview and gather evidence to support a hire or to support not moving forward with a person. When you have evidence to support, I really like this person because when we talked about this value, he walked me through an example of how he did this, 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 and this, and the result was this, and it totally exemplified what we're all about. Or the flip side, when I asked them a question about XYZ, this value number three, what ended up happening was they completely said that they're nothing like that. They totally are on the opposite side of exactly what we are. And that's just gonna save everybody time and headache in the long run. With that, I'm gonna wrap up today. It's a little short one, but hopefully you guys gained some value. If you guys want, drop me a quick email at rickettstridesearch.com. I'm happy to share with you a fuller view of the operating system so that you can actually plug it into your business. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. Thanks to our team, Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. Please subscribe, review, and share to the podcast. We're listening. We welcome your feedback. After all, this show is for you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher. That's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com. Or you can drop me an email at rickettstridesearch.com. Tune in next Tuesday. We have a fantastic guest for you guys, Gino Wickman. He is the founder of EOS worldwide, the author of Traction, and the creator of Entrepreneurial Leap. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success, Rick Gerard.